Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Back, to- back, back, back again. Here we are. We are back again. To dial Femme for Murder, the true crime podcast of the girls, gays, days, and anyone wants to bloody listen. That was beautiful, actually. I'm not going to lie. Do you like it? Well, let's not make it a regular thing, but... Um, I just made it up. Really? You know, it's, it's like, this is the, it's the tradition of the podcast, is that you, you're like the formal one that's on like a corporate Zoom meeting, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm, just trying mm-hmm. to fuck it up. Or I'm just, you know, recording a podcast and you're pissing me off for like two hours. <laughs> you're the professional. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm the class- I'm classically, amateur. I'm classically trained, darling. You know, I did go you team. Are. I, so you've got to be technational in hair design. Um, that's not the classic training I'm talking about. Uh, and it was, I just still find it funny. And it was the first diploma, actually. No, I just think it's funny if I say be technational. Mm-hmm. Everyone's Sorry. like, oh my God, when I tell people that, oh my God, can you cut my hair? I'm like, no, we can do anything, everything but cut hair. Nice. Like I can do a granny set, like a hair set, like a granny would have, like nobody's right. business. Like a purple rinse. No, purple rinse is colour. I mean, you know, like a right. set, like when you put it in like those little plastic like, rollers and then you put them under perm. the heater. No, not a perm, a set, which yeah. is basically like a non-permanent perm, I guess. I remember when my gran got a perm. Yeah. I used to have a perm. Do you remember when I used to perm my hair when I had hair? Oh, yes, I do remember when you used to have really curly hair. I loved my Now you've my got perm. none. I have some, it's just a bit further back and I shave it off. I, I always make a joke. Well, I have set a couple of jokes. So like a PC joke that I say to people that I work with or posh or, you know, people in that I shouldn't be, you know, rude with. I say, yeah. Posh people. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and the wind blew and my hair all fell onto my chin, right? Oh. Because I have a beard. But the Bum alternative up. version is, yeah, the wind blew and my hair fell all onto my ass because I have a oh, hairy bum. Oh, your back. Fuck off. I don't know. Well, I do have a hairy back. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hairy boost. Don't worry. Everybody's got body hair. Mm-hmm. Nothing to feel ashamed of. Oh, I'm not ashamed, honey. I'm a hairy berry. So Good. what have you been up to? We haven't seen each other for seven weeks, IRL. Oh, yeah, I know. We were talking about this before we have recorded the podcast. The last time we saw each other was Halloween, and we're trying to figure out how it happened. Like, just haven't seen each other. Well, I'm avoiding you, so... Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> apart from apart from that. No, I'm kidding. So what have you been up to this week? Tell all. Um, I haven't really been up to much. No. Uh, I, I, um, no. I watched the new Sex and the City. We'll get into that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it now, because I ain't No, no, because you ain't asked me what I've done, and it's right. Oh, what have you done this week? Well, Apart I've... from not hang out with your mate. Not hang out with you. You know, I've been busy cancelling plans um, because of Omicron. She is oh, here. She is here. She is not playing around. But apparently um, she is less deadly. Apparently so, yeah. If the news out of South Africa. But she's here regardless. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've just been... Being enraged by the Tory government, um, obviously, just on no, a but, daily but, basis. I, like I'm, I'm gonna just go- going to tell the people, anyone who's go not on. listening, anyone who's not listening in England, right? So they've announced now, right, that from tomorrow, everyone who's been in contact with a, a COVID positive person who's double vaccinated has to do a lateral flow test every day, right? right. But now they've sold out of lateral flow tests, and they're not. You can't get them. I don't even think that they've said right. You, you, now you. I'm going to go conspiracy on you. Go on then. But this is honestly my opinion. Go on then. I was saying this to my mum last night, right? That everybody, he, so Boris Johnson did a uh, press conference, or not a press conference, it was, it was like a pre-recorded announcement. Yeah. And he basically said, cancer patients, um, he, he, in other words, he said, 
cancer patients will lose out on their appointments if people don't come forward and get in a boosted. roundabout way yeah he said that's that, what he said yeah. in a roundabout way yeah, yeah. and i was explaining this to my mum that like everybody that's watching that who doesn't really think critically will just kind of go like oh bloody hell mm. that's bad isn't it instead of actually looking at the fact that the tory government on a fundamental and ideological level mm -hmm. do not agree with the very existence of the nhs no they don't think it should exist no they're all about like personal responsibility mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. that shit they don't think it should exist. So what they've done over the past, however long, how long have they been power now? Like 12 years? Too long. Too bloody long. They've systematically stripped all of the funding out of it yeah. to essentially get people like, oh my God, something needs to be done about the NHS and then people swoop in and privatise it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking awful. We have a terrible government. Dreadful. Um, dreadful sadly, government. people are more concerned about a Christmas party. They are. But I understand people's annoyance with the Christmas party. So do I. But I'm a bit more concerned about like that nationality and borders bill or the police crimes, whatever the, whatever the bill is called that essentially makes it illegal to protest. Yeah, we just have a terrible government who... Uh, they're the Tory government who only ever care about the middle class and they don't care about the working man. <laughs> I love um, the way you talk about Martin Lee working class hero he's a regular known chomsky well, i don't know what a chomsky is is that and, is that is that a homophobic flair no noam chomsky you know noam oh, chomsky. I, I thought you said a known chomsky <laughs> i was like is that is that a homophobic flair not be. no um i'd say like you're a regular jeremy corbyn you're a man no, of the people no because when i go to public events i wear a tie Joke. Oh anyway, moving on. I'm not going on a political thing. Another thing I did this week is I got a new tattoo. I've got flowers on my arm. I got it extended. Nice. I'm nice. at the horrible, itchy, bitchy stage. Nice. Flowers on your arm, just in case anybody didn't know that you're a homosexual. Uh-huh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Fuck you. Um, that is your antiquated views of gender and sexuality. <laughs> and a joke. And I'm and I'm a raging perf. Oh my god! Tell me something it's I don't know. Way too. You, it's called a joke, Martin. Oh it's my you god! And these, you and these woke people. I'm so fucking woke. Yeah. Right. So before we get into um, and just like that, um, I just want to you know got a few like admin you know whatever admin. Admin. I've had a couple of Ko-Fi donations this week. Martin, you, right, all right. I need to tell people on this podcast. Martin, don't tell me none of this. He's got complete control over this. I don't think I'm ever going to see a dime. I'm telling you now, aren't I? No wonder you can afford a new bloody tattoo. Oh please, <laughs> kiss my ass, please, mate. Kiss my ass. Okay, go on. Anyway, so we've had another donation from Chloe Carlson. I swear. Chloe Carlson is keeping us in coffees. Chloe, thank you. Thank you. They said, amazing work in this week's episode, which was your episode last week. Uh, nice. Your Helena Blavatsky one. Keep up the awesome work, guys. So much admiration for the show. Thank you, Chloe. Really appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Chloe. Sorry, I'm just sipping my... Uh mint options um and then we also had another donation from amy robertson who said i love this podcast so much big love from australia thank you so much thank you down there in australia thank and you very much no terrible um and amy suggested a case okay. um that i'm gonna look into in the future but okay. it, it inspired me for this week's case right um so we've got a case from dean and Okay, um, nice, nice. Anyway, so that's that. Nice. And um, I had a lovely DM from someone on Instagram, obviously, mm -hmm. um, who's who 
said they are willing to be doxxed, so I shall dox okay, them. Okay, good. They have the best Instagram handle. Go on, what's it called? Their name is Lewis or Louis. Right. And their username is the Luminati. Oh, I love that. Love that so much. That's great. So much. So um, they've said, hello, hi, I just want to say I absolutely love your podcast and I love you too. Two, like two of us. Um, I, I thought you, I thought you, that was your response to them. And I love you, you too. Like, I love you I too. Love you too. Um, and they said, I found you through Emily's YouTube and listening to the podcast is like a warm hug, regardless of the oh, subject matter. That's so nice. I love listening to your banter, the way you make fun of each other and the jokes at inappropriate times. Excellent. You're both good storytellers and I could listen to you all day, but I've almost run out of episodes and have a damned job that prevents me from listening during business hours. God damn it. New age woo-woo and take a break. Give me actual life. Feel free Feel free to dox me if you read these praises out loud. Keep being you because you're both amazing and my number one podcast. Oh my God, that is so nice. Thanks, the Illuminati. I just want to say, you know, those kind of comments are nice to hear. It's so lovely to it, hear Because it makes you feel like what you're doing is worthwhile. In it, what we're doing <laughs> is worthwhile. Also, I was very, very happy that another listener um, sent me a helicopter, helicopter TikToks. <laughs> so keep sending those too because I love them. Like I watched one the other week of these... Um, these women in i think it was like a pole dancing class and they obviously they had like for want of a better phrase stripper heels on and see you know where they do it where they speed it up and everyone's just like shuffling around the room yeah 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 it was so good and then they posted them doing it in real life and they're just like slowly so it just made me laugh nice but um should we get onto the woke fest hold on I want to save that for the last because do you know what I'm going to, because I know people that listen to this podcast, AKA Rhea, who hasn't watched it yet and she'd be very angry if she gets spoiled, but we are going to do spoilers, but I'm going to put a timestamp in the thing. So I think it's probably easier if we just say, I want to talk about, sorry, I am keeping the show on the road. I want to talk about another thing. Someone else tagged me on, someone else tagged me on Instagram saying, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, Martin, on the podcast. How Ben Shapiro's wife, (laughs) slut-shaming Madonna on Twitter, turned into everyone finding out that Nancy Reagan gives really good head. Well. Apparently. I've got some some thoughts on this as well. So, So, yeah. You go first. I was just going to say, so what's her name? Um, Classically Abby. That's it, Abby Shapiro. She basically tweeted a picture of Madonna. Sister. Not his wife. Oh, his sister. Oh, okay. Sister. Sister. Well, you know, you never know. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, moving on. Um, So, basically, Abby Shapiro posted a picture of Madonna. Because, obviously, you know, Madonna puts pictures on her Instagram. They're filtered to fuck, obviously. But, you know, they're very... They're sexually provocative. So... Abby Shapiro put a picture of Madonna up, saying, this is Madonna at 64. Um... Like, and then, she, and then she put a picture of Nancy Reagan up as well. Trashy living versus classic That was living. it. This Which is... version of yourself do you want, want to, to be? be? Yeah. So then obviously everyone was like, um, can you stop slut shaming Madonna for a second? And mm. let's talk about how Nancy Reagan ignored the AIDS pandemic because right. gay people were less than straight people. Right, and she also beat the shit out of her children. Yeah. Documented on record. But... As people say on Twitter, she gives that good gluck gluck 9,000. 
I I mean, it just basically devolved into like everyone being like, well, apparently Nancy Reagan, Nancy Reagan give good head. And then people were then slut shaming Nancy Reagan for giving good. And it's just like, do you know what? I, I mean, I, I, oh, I, yeah, there's a million things that you could criticize uh, Nancy Reagan about, but, you know, her blowjob technique is probably not not the best one mm. i tell you what though mm. fundy fridays if anybody watches fundy fridays i'm sure that some people that listen to this podcast do right. um jen who runs that channel she has a great video about um classically abby okay. and then i also think um who else is it tara mooney on okay. youtube as well has a good youtube mm. uh, video on on classically abby yeah trash yeah. Um, Madonna Proper actually, because this all kind of started, another thing as well is like 50 Cent like tweeted something that was basically slut shaming and age shaming Madonna. Right. So then she put a post out being like, why are you doing this? Like, rah, 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 rah. Like, right. and she put pictures of them together and he's like, I never, I've never, I don't know the woman, blah, blah, blah. So then Madonna, I mean, it upsets me that she did this with the fucking Disney Princess Eyes filter on Instagram. Oh, gosh, I saw that. And the eyes started going on. The eyes started glitching and now everyone's like, she's a lizard woman. No, they're not really. Um, But she basically called him out being like, your ageism and sexism is disgusting. Um, The reason we're on social media is we want people to like us. We want people to like our music, to like our merchandise, to like what we do. And there's no shame in that. No. So, and she, she was like basically saying, me as a woman, just because I'm 64, doesn't mean I can't get my ass out and look for my contact lenses under the bed. No, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would, like, I, the only thing, the issue, the only issue that I have with stuff like this is like the plastic surgery element but she, of stuff like that. Yeah, and like, it, yeah. it, and it's kind of, it's I'm like, I'm not against anybody doing whatever they want to do with like their face, their body. Like I, I really couldn't give a shit, but I'm also like, I don't know. There's, it's very much like putting forward a certain look that is like the look, mm. like everybody kind of looks the same. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Everybody's kind of got the same face. I mean, that Groove Armada song taught us nothing, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. If everybody looked the same. But everybody's got the same kind of thing you see in the jaw and the lips and whatever. But that, you know, like, it's not a criticism. It's more to, uh, of anybody that does it. Because I understand. More a, more a taste level. Well, I, well, I understand why people do it. Because it's, you know, societal pressure. Well, you, or, you know, wanting to look a certain way or that yeah. kind of thing. I totally get that. Yeah. I just... I think there's a level, there's a there's a conversation to be had about that, but not over like a being like you're sixty years old, you mm. can't you can't pose for a seductive yeah. photograph, no. or not that that ass photograph under the bed is seductive. It's I would class that as more uh, hilarious yeah. than seductive. I love Madonna's big fake bum. It <laughs> allegedly, um, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Like when I saw her uh, in twenty the start of twenty twenty Madame X tour. Um, mm. Me and my friend were like, I was like, oh my God, look at her bum. Like, it's comically large. Mm. But, you know, you do you, boo-boo. If you want that BBL, then go for it. Yeah, it's like if somebody wants to do it, fine, whatever. I just think in terms of like, you know, you could have a, you could have a debate for ages about the media putting forward certain images of women and it is always fucking women. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, it's not, it's not a criticism. It's a comment. Anyway, speaking of, women come on uh, can we talk about sex and the i'm just about to, this is where i'm getting <laughs> oh, it's right. called and just like that how dare you right um so if anyone who hasn't watched 
And just like that, the continuation of Sex and the City. The woke fest. You need to skip ahead because we are going to give a major spoiler. I do just want to say, like, I'm saying woke fest in a banter way. I know you are. I know you are. I don't actually. I'm not like being like, oh, my God, it's so woke. Yeah. So this is your warning now. Skip ahead if you don't want spoilers because big dies. There you go. Boom. Done it. Dropped it. Dropped it. Dropped it. Bombshell. Bombshell. So the more I think about that, the more I think like, okay, like I can understand her being like, oh my God, like blah, 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 blah. But then he's still like alive in that shower. Why didn't she just pick up a phone and be like, help, heart attack, help me. See, everyone's saying that, right? Everyone's saying that. There's all these TikToks going around that's like, why didn't, why didn't she rescue him? Why didn't she call the police? You don't know what you'd do in that situation. Yeah. You know? Just yeah, a, Just true. a precursor to everyone. Basically... I could tell it was going to happen when I was watching the whole website. I was like, something, because he kept going on about that Peloton bike. Yeah. Like, basically, whilst carries out a, a recital for Charlotte's daughter, Lily, playing the piano, Big rides a Peloton bike and then has a heart attack, right? Yeah. And Carrie comes home to find him in the shower. Yeah. And he's basically dying and she's just like, oh my God, and she runs over, she tries to help him, whatever, and then she just goes, and just like that, Big died. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was bereft, honestly. I was literally like, oh my God, even though I knew it was coming, I was like, and I text you about it. I was like, I need to tell you this spoiler. Are you, do you yeah. mind? You're like, no, no, I don't mind. I was like, and I told you, and I was like, Michael Patrick King hates Carrie Bradshaw. He I hates just, her. I had mixed feelings about this episode okay. the, or these two episodes because right. I liked it and I also didn't like it. But what I made me like it even more is the people that didn't really get the self-referential humour that's in it. Absolutely. So like the whole point of it is like, so Miranda has a lot of these um, kind of like run-ins uh, with her tutor at, mm-hmm. uh, like, what was she doing? Like trying to like, she's doing like human, right, like, human rights law. Yeah. yeah. And um, her tutor is a black woman. And she kind of, she like talks herself in circles, right? Because yeah. she's so, so trying hard to be woke. like anti-racist and yeah. like woke yeah. that she becomes like, she goes the complete other way. Yeah. And it's like a send up of like liberals yeah. that read like that book, How to Be an Anti-Racist yeah. and then think that they know every, like it's a, it's a, it's a joke, right? But obviously conservatives don't get that. No. So I thought I'd read some of my favorite tweets. Go on then. Um, about how woke and just like that is it's so it's so funny these people just don't understand humor i didn't think the new series of sex in the city could get any worse after all the cringe woke pandering throughout the first episode and just like that it did and just like that i'm so disappointed they tried way too hard to be woke it just made me cringe and just like that is so tediously woke. We get it. You ignored that New York is one of the most racially diverse places on earth and only chose to hire white women. I mean, that's true. Yeah. But Miranda making a black woman work to reassure her she's not racist or calling someone black Charlotte is not it. I mean, I would say, yeah, maybe on the black Charlotte bit. Yeah. But I don't think that they, I don't think people understand this whole Miranda no. thing. No, I don't think they it, get it. But like people are like forgetting like in the podcast bit, it's a send up because every time she, yeah. they press the button, it goes woke moment. Like exactly. it's a fucking joke. He's, like, he's, and he's my last favorite one. Go on then. Did Mr. Big get his fourth booster? <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that one? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that one. Oh 
my god, Bufa. hilarious. I mean, one of my favourite things was the, have you seen the Peloton ad? Yes, I have Oh my god. That. So basically, Peloton have now released an ad with Mr. Big in it and the Peloton instructor from the show. Yeah. And it's basically saying that, you know... He's pe- left he, Carrie and, and gone He's to left Carrie and gone, to, you know, and live <laughs> with this fucking... And the Peloton bike didn't kill him. And it's it's I think it's a genius marketing strategy, if I do say so myself. I just think like with all of this stuff, it's just and this whole term like woke or like people that are trying to put forward this like wokeism. Mm. It's like number one, this is this is funny, right? And yep. people on a bit like conservatives are trying to be are always the ones that are like, free speech, you can't tell me what I can or can't say. Yeah. But then they'll like actively and like very vocally make a big stink out of humour that they don't understand because no. they think they they take it so literal because yeah, 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 they yeah, think yeah. that anybody like who doesn't align with their personal beliefs can't like doesn't understand a joke can't no. take jokes so it's got to be fucking serious it's bullshit it's bullshit I just, and then it's like this whole fucking thing of like this like weaponizing this fucking word woke being like yeah. you're so it's like doesn't that make just mean like you're a bit progressive like, yeah i think i think people that have a problem with being woke are people that truly are not quote unquote <laughs> woke you know what i mean <laughs> It's just so funny because you have a conversation with these people and you're like, you're, you're like trying to get them to explain like, what what does the word woke actually mean? And like, I'd just love to hear what they say. Yeah. Really would. Another thing that I've kind of been noticing on social media about it is that everyone's like, there's no way Samantha wouldn't have been at that funeral. There's no way. And I'm like, okay, from a character yeah, perspective, yeah. yeah, there's no way she wouldn't have been at that funeral. But from a reality perspective, yeah. Kim Kajar don't fucking want to be in it. So what are they going to do? Like, exactly, exactly. And then everyone would have a huge problem if they killed her off. Exactly, well. exactly. And now everyone's so, like, there's no way that Samantha would have dropped Carrie as a friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what are they going to fucking say? Yeah, exactly. They have and, to and, come uh, up with oh, some... They were throwing some shade they to were for, the, on the, that first the, episode, though, weren't they? Blood. When fucking Carrie says, I thought it was more than a, more than an ATM to her. I was like, yeah. oh, shady. Well, I just I'm have to say one thing you. on that. And that's, she could have been nicer. That's oh, what I'm going to say. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, people, you need to fucking understand that. Yeah, the character would have been there for Big's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. But the actress didn't fucking want to be there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I liked it. I'm not. I'm not I raving. I, I'm not no, raving. I'm raving. I I enjoyed. It. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was. You are the exact target market. For I this, am though. the exact target yeah. market. I'm Hillary a white... Clinton voters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I feel so far it's making up for the mess that was Sex and the City two. <sighs> Oh, shudder. Oh. No, no wonder bloody Kim... No wonder Kim Contrell didn't want to come back. Well, like, I mean, after she, that. she was... Oh, well, she was all right doing that script where they're just, like, screaming about sex in the middle of Abu Dhabi. And, and like, making you know. fun of women yeah. that wear face cover- coverings yeah. for part of their religion. But, you know, it's a dreadful movie. Terrible, terrible movie. Um, But, yeah, no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'd say it was all right. I'll keep watching. I'm definitely going to keep watching. I know you are. We get it, Martin. You're a white, cis, gay man. This show was made for you. And just like that, I'm (laughs) cancelled. Woke moment. Woke moment, guys. (laughs) So this week's missing person case is that of April Jean Bailey from Nashua, New Hampshire, 
April went missing on January the 15th, 2020. She is described as a female who is five foot three tall with black hair. She's white and is around 130 pounds. She has a butterfly tattoo on her right shoulder and the tattoo of the word Damien on her right ankle. The Boston Division of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Nashua, New Hampshire Police Department are seeking the public's assistance in locating April Jean Bailey, 36. She was last seen in the early evening hours of January the 15th, 2020, leaving her apartment at 45 Lynn Street in Nashua, while carrying trash outside her house. At the time, she was wearing slippers, black sweatpants, and a big black jacket with fur around the hood. So if you have any information about April's whereabouts, please contact your local FBI office or the nearest American embassy or consulate. So, um, okay, so now let's talk about the case this week. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was inspired by... Um, by Amy Robertson's Australian right. story. I mean, it's not the one that she suggested. Right. Um, but it's a very interesting story. It's the story of Lindy Chamberlain and the death of her nine-week-old daughter, Azaria. Okay. So, now, this is the story um, with the... Fa- obviously, there's a famous quote which comes from this story, which has right. been reused. It was on Seinfeld. It was on The Simpsons. It's on a lot of things. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And the quote is, A dingo ate my baby. Right. So, my sources for this, I watched a documentary called A Dingo's Got My Baby, Trial by Media from the New York Times. Okay. Uh, there was a mini-series of three episodes called Lindy Chamberlain, The True Story. Um, right. And also I got some information from murderpedia.org. Nice. Um, there's also, a, apparently, it's, I haven't listened to it, but it's a great podcast that everyone says is really good. It's called A Perfect Storm, The True Story of the Chamberlains. And that goes really in depth if you want to have a listen to that. And that has like interview recordings and um, like statements and things like that. So that's a really in-depth one if you want to learn more about this story. Nice. So, okay, let's go. Let's Um, go. This is the story of the death of nine-week-old Azaria Chamberlain. And like I said, the story is known for its famous quote of a dingo ate my baby. Now, so... I'll start with the story. So the Chamberlain family consists of 38-year-old Seventh-day Adventist pastor, Michael. Right. Uh, his wife of 10 years, 34-year-old Lindy Chamberlain. And their three children, six-year-old Aidan, four-year-old Reagan, and nine-week-old baby Azaria. Right. So in August 1980, the family took a, ch- a camping trip to Uluru. Do you know where Uluru is? I've never heard of it. Uluru is better known as Ayers Rock. Oh, right. Okay. You've heard of Ayers Rock, you know, the big, yes. red, big red rock in the middle of yes, Australia. I've definitely heard of that. Mm-hmm. So they go and they stay at a popular campsite and pitch their tent next to their car. Okay. Now, at the start of the trip, they were just doing regular camp things, you know. What, mm-hmm. what do people do when they camp? Like hike? Marshmallows. Oh, toasting marshmallow. I'm I'm yeah. una- I'm unaware if they toasted marshmallows. Uh, s'mores. S'mores. I can. Yeah. Do they do they have s'mores in Australia? I don't know. Maybe they maybe they roast a Tim Tim over the fire. Drink some beers. Not Fosters though. No, definitely not. Um. So anyway, so whilst they're like camping, like they're just doing the regular thing now. Later on, Lindy has said that she actually remembers seeing a dingo in the brushes just around the campsite a few days ago. What is a dingo? A a dingo? I was about to explain. For anyone who doesn't know, a dingo is a wild carnivorous dog native to Australia. Right. It's a bit like a coyote and their prey includes like kangaroos, even horses. 
Okay, so they're okay. But they're like a dog, like just right. you know, when you think of like a regular dog size. I'll put a picture. Of, oh, I just googled it. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that just looks like a regular dog. Yeah, but they're not. They're wild and carnivorous. And I'll put right. a picture. I'll put a picture on her Instagram. Um, so Lindy states that later on, she stated that she remembers seeing a dingo in the brushes around the campsite a few days before Azaria's disappearance. Right. She even said that she felt like the dingo was like staking out the baby like casing the baby like it was on the hunt for for her baby so right on the night of 18th of august 1980 at around 8 p.m the family are gathered around a little picnic area which is about 30 feet from the tent Mm -hmm. so when lindy finishes feeding azaria she takes her over to the tent puts her to bed puts you know wraps her up puts her in bed whatever And then she returns back to the picnic area because one of her sons wanted something to eat. So she's there, you know, putting the baby to bed. And Mm. one of her kids is like, Mom, I'd like some food. Right. You know, so then she goes back over. Now, about 15 minutes later, the Chamberlains and the other campers in the picnic area hear loud cries coming from the tent where baby Azaria is sleeping. How far away is the tent? About 30 foot. So, so that, it's still visible. Yeah, oh my god, it's like clay. It's yeah, probably just yeah. like a two second walk, like a Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to dis what thirty foot 30 is. Thirty foot is like how many meters? Like ten? I don't know. I'm like five foot. So well, it'd it's, be it's not very far away. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be like what, sixth of May? Yeah, so it's not very That's far not away. Far, not no. far at all. No. So obviously they hear these screaming, these this baby screaming from the tent. So mm-hmm. Lindy on her, like runs over to the tent and she again later claims that she saw a dingo running out of the tent with something in its mouth. Right. So she runs over to the tent to to try and look for Azaria but the baby's gone. She then runs in the direction that the dingo that she saw the dingo go and it starts screaming help a dingo's got my baby right. which is obviously where the where the quote comes from. Mm-hmm. Now the other campers and local they they basically enlisted the help of local aborigine trackers Mm -hmm. and they formed a search party of over 300 people to try and find baby azaria so there were tracks by the tent and leading off into the brushes that were left so like something had been in them yeah there were dingo tracks Right. right so they were following these tracks right and along the tracks left by the dingo there were impressions in the sand like it seemed like it had been, it was carrying something and it kept like stopping and putting it on the ground either to readjust it or, you know, do you know what I mean? You know, it's like when, I I mean, you know, it's like when you see a dog carrying a big toy. How old was the baby? Nine weeks old. Bloody hell. Tiny. Tiny. But you know, when you see like, a dog carrying like a large toy and they keep having yeah. to stop to put it down yes yeah. uh, that's kind Re-adjusting, of just yeah. yeah that's what the impressions were now in these impressions was what looked like to be the pattern of a piece of knitted clothing right so obviously this all points to what you know that a dingo took azaria so mm-hmm. the search party eventually loses track of the markings and they stop the search so they stop looking for for azaria okay now Later on, several campers also made statements that they saw a dingo hanging around the camp. And one of the campers even said that the dingo tried to bite her daughter's arm. Right. And there was also, apparently for like two years prior, a park ranger was like campaigning for there to be a dingo cull because the population was like increasing and they were becoming more aggressive. So obviously this all seemed legit that Azaria had been taken by a dingo. So... 
In the next few days, several dingoes in the local area are shot and killed. And the insides of their stomach are inspected Ooh. for traces of human moret human remains right so they're basically obviously trying to find the baby the baby just to you know corroborate the story but yeah. nothing nothing was found so after a few days and the search finds nothing the chamberlains return back to their home in mount isa in queensland um so about a week after azaria's disappearance a photographer called wally goodwin uh, okay. He's doing a photo shoot near Uluru um, and finds some baby clothes in the brush. Okay. Uh, he found a bloodstained baby jumpsuit, which in England we call a baby grow. Mm-hmm. Um, booties, a vest and a diaper, all belonging to Azaria. And what was it like? What did it, was it like torn? And... Well, this is the thing. It was, it had, it had bloodstains and there was literally just a couple of tears. Okay. On the jumpsuit. Right. So Wally calls the police, doesn't do anything, like doesn't even take a picture of it or anything. He just calls the police straight away. Right. So when the police arrive, one of the cops did an amazing job, as per usual, in the 1980s. Well, as per usual. As per usual, generally, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, Not wearing any gloves, bends down, picks up the picks up the evidence the clothing starts inspecting it what no, this is before pictures taken anything so they so they've got to acquire it what year uh-huh. is this happening in 1980 right Give it, so they they've got they to still the... got photographs they still know how to you know do the job yeah. that they're supposed to do yeah. aren't you supposed to get there take photographs of mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. forensics come in yep pick up the stuff bag take it, it away send yeah send it off yeah. No, none of that. He came in and he's just like picking it up, inspecting it, looking at mm. it. And then he tried to place it back where it had been found. Fucking hell. Right? It's already been contaminated. Well, it's already been contaminated, right? I wrote in my notes, I wrote, he examines the clothes and tries to put them back how they were found. Incompetent moron, yeah. I wrote. Which Absolutely. I think is an understatement. Absolutely. So obviously, when they take pictures of the evidence, it looked like they'd been placed there on purpose. Right. Because they had by the moron cop. Like, do you know what I mean? That they weren't found naturally. Like apparently So it looks like he's he's just kinda like laid it down. Yeah. So according to some reports, like some of the clothes were like half buried, some do you know what I mean? Like So basically he's fucked up the crime scene, right? Yeah. So this leads people to believe that the clothes have been placed there right without right. knowing the story that the cop had moved them so the photographer called that the photographer saw it the photographer had the peace of mind to go i'm not going to yeah. move this yeah. i'm going to call the police and get them to look at it before mm-hmm. anybody you know before anybody disturbs this scene this is obviously cops this come, is a man fuck it yeah up. so this is a man who is not doesn't work in the law enforcement yeah. doesn't just know has a little it, bit of fucking just has a photo- sense. yeah so Jesus. obviously when these pictures went out to the media and the public, whatever, people thought the Chamberlains had placed the clothes there. Right. Right. Because they didn't know the story that the policemen yeah. had come in and moved them. Now, the clothes were examined along with like blood samples found on them and like hair and things like that and some vegetation right. and the tears right so they examined the tears on the clothes to see if they've been caused by an animal now there was just a tear by one by the neck and one by the armpit right mm-hmm. so another thing they did which i don't know why they, i just found this so bizarre right i found this really bizarre so at like a local wildlife reserve zoo kind of place 
they were putting diapers on meat and throwing it to dingoes to see how they would rip apart a diaper. Right, okay, because they they found the diaper ripped. I don't know how the diaper was found. Right. I, 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 I couldn't find anything in that in, in my I'm going to assume that maybe the diaper was ripped and they were trying to figure out, they were trying to see if it aligned with any sort of like tooth yeah. mark or I, something I, like that. I'm assuming so. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming so. So now the media and the public went crazy over this, right? Because it's something they've never heard of, right? A woman saying that she went on camping trip and her baby was taken by a dingo, right? right? It's something that they were like, that would never happen. A dingo would never do that, right? So the parents must have some kind of connection to it, right? Right. But this did happen, right? Just not to white people. Right. It was well known within the Aborigine community that dingoes were vicious and had been known to attack people. And obviously, Australia has a long history of racism towards Aborigines. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't reported in the mainstream media. So, mm-hmm. you know... All of the suburbs of Australia and the main parts of Australia, which were predominantly white people, yeah. had never heard of this thing. So they were like, oh, my God, it's madness. This would never happen. Right. right? So the media also scrutinised the behaviour of the Chamberlains, especially Lindy. Right. Right. So obviously they said that they weren't behaving in a way that a bereft family would. Because obviously there's only one way to react. Absolutely. We've had this conversation when, we, yeah. when we've talked about a lot of cases. Yeah. The one that springs to mind is the um, Miranda Knox. The way she yeah. was behaved was not, you know, apparent yeah. of what Amanda happened. Amanda Knox. Who did I say? Miranda. Miranda. And Matt, sorry, I've got Anne just like that on the brain. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so in interviews, Lindy was like well-versed in knowledge of dingoes attacking people, right? Right. And she would openly discuss how like, the tears and etc on azalea's clothes match that of a dingo attack right because if if i don't know how this story is going to end up yet i don't Mm. know anything about this story but this case but i would say that that if her child has been kidnapped by a kidnapped taken Taken by by a a dingo dingo, you would try and read up as much as possible you would you try and find out and have as much information possible to be Mm. like to to be like look this is what's happening here are the other cases this is what's happened to me and also she knows that the media and the public's opinion of her is that she has some something to do with the disappearance of her baby so she's probably trying to you know arm herself with the right information so she can say no look here's what happened i know what happened so in one interview she was asked if she was surprised that the clothing didn't have more tears than just like the one on the neck and the shirt and under the arm right but then lindy calm calmly explains how dingoes attack their prey she says that they slowly pour at their prey to peel the skin away like an orange right and that's probably what happened with the clothes right but you know obviously she's talking about her baby right yeah and shows no emotion she's very matter of fact so this also again inflames the media and public attention saying that she should be so matter of fact she should be grieving and crying and you know absolutely inconsolable and people also kind of saw it as her being too knowledgeable right and someone that lost their baby wouldn't be so composed in an interview right that's just such a thing of like you. you mm. There's only one way to show grief. Like some exactly. people, some yeah. people who are like who are trying to you know fucking advocate for themselves as well. Yeah, I'd take a very like me- and a lot of people have a very methodolo- 
method 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 yeah. oh my god we know awful. what you can't even pronounce words method, you know what i mean though yeah Methodolo- methodic method- methodical methodical there we go That's got it. there got there and got very that. methodical approach to stuff and mm. you know, like i am hyper emotional yeah. So, like, if bad things happen around me, I just descend into emotion. So, I probably do that, what the media expects people to do. It's like fucking crying, sobbing, inconsolable. Mm-hmm. But somebody else might be very methodical and be yeah. like, look, this is what's happening. This is how we're going to deal with it. This is what we're going to do. And be able to, like, take control and take charge in times of, like, stress and, mm. um, like, horrible circumstances. Also the, also, the thing as well is she followed a... a, a this was it the seventh seventh adventist religion right so she was you know the seventh day adventist right it's Protestant, so isn't it? i'm not sure but like i know it's kind of more like when you follow a religion like that you kind of more methodical at, the, at things if you know what i mean oh yeah i don't know are you I'd say you're less rational. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> I'm talking. Maybe I'm talking out my arse. Who bloody Probably. knows? But anyway, be the first time with it. <laughs> Lol. At the end of the day, everyone grieves in their own way. Right. Being, you know, grief stricken, you can be grief stricken in a whole manner of ways. You know what I mean? So just for FYI, Seventh Day Adventists um, do share many of the basic beliefs of Protestant Christianity, including acceptance of the authority of the Bible, recognition of the existence of human sin and the need for salvation and the belief in atoning in the atoning work of Christ. Great. Just to let you know. Cool. So... As we've just mentioned, the Chamberlains were Seventh Day Adventists. So, mm-hmm. what from what I've read, the way that in which they handle death is that they see it as God's will and that they trust in it, right? Right. So therefore, they weren't specifically outwardly mourning, right? Mm-hmm. So this could be the reason, you know, why Lindy was was not, you know, a distraught mother mess on the television, yeah. you know. Um. So. The story obviously was all over the media, on every front page in Australia. It's also said that the newspapers were being fed information from the police. Right. Which is always Well, yeah, that's great. not surprising. Wouldn't be the first time. No. So literally li- any nugget of information that the, that the media got, they printed. And mm. the majority of pieces were being, being printed were alluding that Azaria had been murdered by Lindy. Didn't a lot um, of that happen in the wake of um, Madeleine McCann? Like the yeah, um, yeah. the Portuguese police were leaking stuff to the British press and, yeah, and doing yeah. all sorts of stuff, mainly to cover up the fact that they bungled the investigation. Absolutely. Because I, I think... used to be, I used to be a bit of like you know, obviously, cons- being a conspiracy theorist is like in my blood somehow. You were Madeleine McCann truther. I used to be a bit of a Madeleine McCann truther, but as I've actually you know grown up and matured a bit in my in my old age, yeah. the more I see of it, I just and the more I see of true crime in general, I just see it as as like really really shoddy fucking police work. Shoddy fucking police work and parents that shouldn't have left their child alone. obviously i'm just gonna go with that. i mean obviously yeah. that's very very obvious but i don't th- i do not think that they were involved in a murder just don't Oops. anyway moving on anyway um let's not go down that rabbit hole because that's <laughs> a long one um yeah. so 
some papers were printing stories and there was lots of rumours that Azaria had been killed in a religious sacrifice to like... Oh my God, Again, to like atone for sins. There was also reports that somehow Azaria's death was linked to Jonestown, which had only happened two years earlier. What? Yeah, yeah. Jonestown? Yeah. So, I mean, the Seventh-day Adventists weren't widely understood at the time in Australia. Right. Which is why a lot of articles and reports, like, lean towards, like, ritualised or sacrificial killing. Right. Um, Also, this did happen in 1980, which is on the cusp of satanic panic, you know. Yes. So anyone that wasn't a bog-standard Christian... They were pretty mm-hmm. much. It was always. It was something you 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 can agree with. Any murder that wasn't, um, just you know, cut, just bog standard would all would always be kind of linked to satanic panic. Like oh, it's the same same shit that goes on now. Absolutely. So same shit that goes on now. Like you know, like Astro World isn't isn't a no. awful tragedy that's caused by you know putting profit over human life. It's because it's because of human sacrifice. Absolutely. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not wrong. Now, Azaria's name was a Hebrew name, which means blessed of God. Right. But the media would mistranslate it to mean sacrifice to the wilderness. Right. So imagine... I'm just thinking, actually... What? I feel like I might be wrong, but I think, like, Branch Davidians, you know, like Waco, I feel like they might have been, like, an offshoot out of, like, being a Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, really? I'm fairly certain, or I'm fairly certain that Koresh was a Seventh-day Adventist at one point. Anyway, that's just a random thing. That's okay. I'm thinking. So, yeah, they obviously mistranslated it to um, sacrifice to the wilderness, right? Right. For a baby that died in the wilderness. So, obviously, you know, a lot of people picked picked that up and ran with it they were like yeah with no evidence whatsoever oh my god they've named the baby they knew all along that they were going to sacrifice her in the wilderness and it's just like fuck's sake it just fans the fire of like you know that that kind of bullshit bullshit yeah yeah it's like hysteria and it's like and it's like you know you see it nowadays and it spreads a lot faster because of social media but it's always fucking being like people just love people love a sensational story because it's like think about what's more what's like think about on like the base level what makes a more interesting story a wild animal kills a child yeah. or family plot ritualistic murder yeah, of child exa- like exactly one yeah. is a lot more interesting macabre and sensational than the other mm-hmm. absolutely i think that's the entire what the entire you know media is based on yeah they love to sensationalize what sells exactly so another suit see this is a super thing super weird thing that happened right and it basically backs up the claim that the police were working with the media. Mm-hmm. So the police conducted an investigation, right, where they, first of all, I think this investigation is just bizarre and proves nothing, right. regardless of the outcome. Right. They basically pulled dollies, like baby dolls, through right. the brush to see if any dingoes would attack. What? Yeah. What? That makes no fucking sense. That makes no sense. There's a huge difference between a bit and a live yeah, child yeah. and a fucking like a doll. That's like you know feeding a lion a, a cuddly toy of a giraffe. Exactly, a lion ain't gonna give a fuck. They're gonna be like, no, it's fucking cuddly toy. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? But what they what the police did was they invited a film crew along to record it. Of course they did. PR. It, it's PR job. That's makes, what that is. 
makes no sense. It makes them look like they're doing something. Yeah. Which, I mean, we can relate that to the current situation in the UK with what's happening with the Omicron variant. But we won't go down into that and how the government are behaving. I really fucking hate this government and I will link anything back to how much of a bunch of cunts they are. Anyway, so... Well, it's like in in so many of these cases, they do do it in so many of these cases. It's like like the Krugersdorp stuff. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kruger stalk killings. They got these whole departments that are like dedicated to, or people that have this preconceived belief of like some sort of like satanic or some yeah, sort of like yeah. weird thing. And it's like that's the thing when your mind isn't thinking rationally, you're thinking way too emotionally about something. And you've got this invested opinion. Mm-hmm. You block out all of the information that's like contrary. Well, we'll to get, your. We'll get into that more in a moment. Okay. So, um. Obviously, the media was running wild with it. You know, mm-hmm. apparently they did like a poll of the nation, and over fifty percent of people thought she killed her baby. Thought Lindy they did, killed her baby. They're being, they're being filled up by to the, the media. Yeah. Bullshit, yeah. So I am going to assume now that she didn't kill her baby. Otherwise, I'm going to look really bad by the end of this. Well, you know what happens because... when you assume. Yeah, that's true. I do make an ass out of you and me. Moving on. Yeah. So. Obviously, in this media storm, whilst this was happening, there was the coroner's inquest was going on. Right. And in February of 1981, uh, the coroner was on live TV and announced the findings of the report. Right. Right. So obviously you're thinking, why the, why the fuck would you do that on live TV? Right. Yeah. But he was so like, I'm done with this shit. Like, you need to know what happened. Like, I'm done with this media storm so he said that in his findings that he found out that azaria was killed by a dingo okay and he also reprimanded the police for basically doing shit police work and tampering with the evidence he was like they've done they've run this investigation terribly they're awful and he said that the police were against the theory of a dingo attack from the start and had a one-track mind and were trying to prove find ways to prove that azaria was murdered exactly Exactly, because they've got mm. a preconceived thing. Because they don't, they think there's no put. They, they've got this idea in their head. They're like, there's no possible way no, that it could no have been way. this. Yeah. It could have been this really, you know, quite simple answer of what's yeah. going on. Yeah, it's like they got to, they've got to find any way to prove what they're mm. saying is true. Is you have this same conversation. It's the same principles applying. Like when you talk about almost anything. If you have like a debate with somebody or something like that, where it's like, unless you're willing to look at everything rationally, like, mm. and I mean everything, yeah. and like go through and go, okay, we can discount that, we can discount that, we can discount that, and these are our conclusions, but they don't do that. They come no. at it from a, right, we know what's going on, and mm. let's find the evidence that fits our opinion. Exactly. I mean, I know this is not the same thing, but I kind of liken it to, we've had this discussion before about having anxiety issues, right? Mm. You have it set in your mind so yeah. say, for example, I've got a headache. It's set in my mind that I'm having an aneurysm, right? Yeah. I will search and I will hunt yeah. and I will go past several different Google articles that would tell me, no, it's just a headache, you're dehydrated, until I find that one article that says a yeah. 33-year-old man had a brain hemorrhage and he thought it was dehydration. And then I'm like, I yeah. fucking knew it. I knew yeah. it was an aneurysm. And it's, it's that it's same mentality. It's yeah. rush to rationally think. It's that same mentality of, we know she murdered her baby. Yeah. Right? We know that Lindy is guilty of murdering her baby in a ritualistic yeah. killing. And we will do whatever we have to find. Exactly. To prove that she's guilty. Bend the truth and ignore exactly. all evidence to the contrary. Well, speaking of ignoring the evidence, the, piece, the police... Re- reacted by refusing to accept the coroner's report 
They were like, we don't accept it. No, not away. And they put forward their own theory. So they claim that Lindy took Azaria from the tent into a nearby car, slit her throat and stuffed her body into a camera bag. Where's the evidence? They're, well, the, the, what they're saying is there was the slash on the collar of the, the top. Right. And also apparently they found clothing fibres in the... Some of clothing, some of uh, Azaria's clothing fibres in the camera bag. Well, I'm sorry, right? If you've got a new baby, you are going to put clothes in whatever is nearby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right? exactly. So they say that... So they say that obviously she's um, killed Azalea in the front seat of the car, put her body in a camera bag. Then they that they say that she and her husband Michael then returned to the scene after the search had finished to bury Azalea's um, Azaria's body and plant the clothes where they were right. found. Right. They also got a second opinion from a British forensics expert named James Cameron. Right. Not the director. Right. Who, after completing his own examination, came to the conclusion that Azaria's throat had been slit. Jesus Christ. He also stated that when shining a UV light on Azaria's jumpsuit, there was a bloody handprint on it. Right? Right. Now, there was no dingo saliva found on the clothes. Now, that can be attributed to the fact that Lindy said Azaria was wearing something called a matinee jacket. Okay. Which is basically, you know, like those little knitted cardigans that babies wear that nanas make for babies yeah it's basically a little cardigan but she was wearing that when she disappeared but this had never been found so right. the police were like jacket doesn't exist where is it why wasn't it with her other clothes like do you know what i mean they were right. just you know right they also completed forensic examinations of the chamberlain's car and they've said to have found suspected fetal blood stains, so they knew it was baby blood, apparently. Right. Which came from an arterial spray. Right. Which basically means blood from an, an artery. artery. Yeah. yeah. Again, which backed up the, the theory of Azaria's throat had been cut in the car. Right. Right. Now, the people who were staying at the campsite had all made statements confirming that the dingo had taken the baby. They confirmed the story, you know, yeah. everything had happened. The police even went back to take more statements, right? But refused to take any statements which involved the dingo theory. They were like, no, nah, don't want it. Don't want your statement. No, Jesus. that's not what happened. She murdered her baby. Tell me, you know, do you know what I mean? And then there were people going, no, we were sat in the campsite and we saw a dingo run with something in its mouth. That like, nah, didn't happen. Fuck yeah, right? Yeah. They were, I mean, they must all be biased sources. Yeah, they were out for blood. They wanted... Yeah you know, to arrest Lindy. Yeah, because you can't actually arrest a dingo. Exactly. They, you know, they were looking for someone to yeah. arrest. They needed someone to take yeah. the fall. Mm -hmm. So in November 1981, the Supreme Court of Northern Territory of Australia dismissed the findings in the first inquest. And in February 1982, the second coroner's inquest finds evidence to commit Lindy to trial on the charges of murdering Azaria. What's the evidence? Well... The blood, apparently, in the car. But that isn't... The, the, but what the, is the what is the blood that they found? Well, they found suspected blood drops and arterial spray. Okay, and but they do also, we know what they're from? I will tell you later, but... Okay. They also found, like... They also said that it was definitely baby blood. Right. Right? Okay. So... Is baby blood different to hum regular human blood? Apparently so. I don't know how, but apparently you can tell that it's baby blood. Right. 
I don't know how. Thought that was a different like blood group, just baby babies, blood, no. baby blood. No, maybe that's why adrenochrome's so popular. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so Lindy went to trial. Um, when the trial starts, she's actually seven months pregnant with another baby. Right. Um, and during the trial, there were over one hundred and fifty witnesses. Right. right. Including forensic scientists as well as people who were at the campsite at the time of Azaria's. Yeah. Witnesses. Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell's fucking defence only putting forward putting forward thirty five. I thought that was a lot. I know it's crazy. A lot, Jesus. a lot of people. So a lot of witnesses. Yeah. So after the trial, um, the prosecution made so sorry. After the prosecution made their case that Lindy murdered Azaria by cutting her throat with a pair of scissors in the family car, and then staging the dingo attack, Lindy is found guilty. By a jury of four women and seven men. What? Yeah. I don't know. I find that sus. I find the whole fucking thing sus. The whole thing is sus, obviously. But like, I don't know. Seven men against... Oh, for God's sake. Out of everything. Out of everything. That's your fucking humbug with it. No. It was those bloody men that put her down. Like, no, maybe it was the whole institution. Well, the whole institution, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, women are going to be more like, you know... Were they allowed to see the first coroner's report in the trial? The first coroner's report? No, it was dismissed. It was dismissed. Right, okay. So So they only had... So all of the evidence against that was dismissed. So even the defence weren't allowed to put it forward? No, it was just the... the, uh, It was dismissed. They were like, nah, can't be having it. So they obviously only had the second one to go by, which said that there was all this blood in the car. Right. So, um, Lindy was found guilty of murder and Michael was found guilty of an accessory after the fact. And he was sentenced to eight an 18-month suspended sentence. Okay. So Lindy is sentenced to life imprisonment with hard labour. That's absolutely nuts. What's hard labour? I'm guessing, like, I don't know. It's been abolished now. What is it, though? What does it include? Um, like, mining on. and stuff, I guess? I would assume so. I mean, but let's not forget, like, hard labour does go on in, in like, in prisons anyway. Like, also, yeah. like, especially in America, where, yeah. where you're basically, like, put to work for no money. Absolutely. That's wild, though. Just, yeah. like, you get put... Oh, my yeah. God. So, one month after her sentence began... Lindy gave birth to her daughter, Kalia, who right. was taken away from her after an hour. Right. Just can you imagine that? No. Yeah. Awful. So in 1986, three years after Lindy was found guilty, a British hiker named David Brett was hiking at Uluru right. and lost his footing, falling to his death. Now, okay. the area in which David fell was... From I, I couldn't find an alternative description than what was in the article I read. Of scrubby nature. Okay. So I'm assuming it was just like nettles and shrubs and you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And full of dingo lairs. Okay. Right? So it was so bad that it took the police eight days to find David's body, right? Right. And when they were searching the area for, you know, any evidence and stuff, they found a jacket. No. A baby jacket. The matinee jacket? Azaria's matinee jacket. What the fuck? So obviously they found the jacket and it was like basically torn apart and it had blood on it. And this corroborated Lindy's story that Azaria was taken by Imagine that you're in prison and you fucking know Mm -hmm. you ain't done. You ain't done. 
and just some Anything. just some random British bloke hiking slips and dies, falls and dies, and then they find the basically the one piece of evidence that would save you. And without that, that's really that's horrible, isn't it? Because yeah. it took that man dying. Yeah, yeah. If awful. he hadn't have died, then they probably wouldn't have found it. Nope. That's awful. Yeah. So apparently, the jacket was literally found outside, right outside of Dingo Lair. Crazy. So the chief minister uh, ordered Lindsay's immediate, re- Lindy's immediate release, and she's set free. Okay. Yeah. Now, there obviously they had to, you know, revisit some evidence that was presented by the prosecution, such as yeah, because you got to do like stains. Yeah. They'll, they'll allow her out, but then it's about getting charges dismissed. Have to do another inquest, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the suspected blood stains, the suspected baby blood stains, right? That a lot of the conviction rested on, right? Right. Were actually dropped chocolate milkshake. You are actually taking the piss. No. And no, I'm, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't move on. How is that possible? I have no fucking clue. How, How could it... chocolate milk? You go that blood drop there on the carpet. That's that's blood. That's baby blood. That baby's we found out that's baby's specifically blood. Specifically, baby's blood. Yeah, and they're like, no, nah, actually, it's chocolate milk. And the arterial spray blood, right? was actually overspray from a uh, sound deadener that had been applied to the car during manufacture. What? Uh-huh. So there's no blood in that car at all? No blood in the car whatsoever. It was chocolate milk and sound deadener. But how, this has been how, so long. Exactly. How the fuck? What was it? I, oh, I keep forgetting this is the 80s. This what is was it the like 80s. in the 80s? I don't think in they terms had of forensic. like I don't think it I don't think it was as obviously they I don't think they could like match blood or and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't think they could go as deep, but I'm sorry to mistake chocolate milk and car manufacturing spray for baby uh, for blood then they were like no, nope, it's definitely baby's blood. That's fucking nuts, man. Also, you know this bloody handprint that showed up on the jumpsuit under uv light yeah it was sand what red desert sand baby's blood no it's not blood it's sand no i know but they're saying it's baby's blood yeah what the fuck they did blood testing i have no idea it's just it blows the mind to think that I this know woman idea... was in prison yeah. for the murder of her baby at, on blood evidence. That was, And it was chocolate milk overspray and fucking sand. That's fucking it was wild. Red, I mean, I know... red desert I... sand it was. I know that DNA evidence wasn't, you know, but I feel like you could, you can, you like to, to sit there and go, oh yeah, that, that, that blood stain there, that's specifically baby's blood. Exactly. And this hit like... Surely there were there was a way to te- to decipher yeah. chocolate milk from baby's blood. It's mental, but then it kind of it just you know corroborates the story that the police, the state, they were out for getting someone That's charged for nuts, this mur- for this death. Yeah. So in I mean, no- it is a murder in a way, but it's a murder by an animal. Yeah. It's not 
It's not God, a that's mer- horrendous. Yeah. So in 1992, the Chamberlains were awarded a compensation payment of 1.2 million Australian dollars. Not enough. By the Northern Territory government. Well, apparently it didn't even cover the legal fees that they had to pay for the yeah, first Nowhere trial. near enough. Nowhere, Nowhere near, enough. near enough. And it's like, one of my mum's friends, um, her brother was wrongfully accused of a crime. I mm. think he spent, I can't even remember how long he spent in prison. Mm. But like... A lot, a what a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ruined his, totally ruined his life. There's no yeah. amount of money he got. He got awarded a settlement when he got out. Yeah, a, a fairly hefty settlement. It's not enough. It, 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 it just completely destroyed his life. Absolutely. No amount of money for for a um, you know criminal injustice. There mm. is no amount of money, but one million. It sounds like oh my god, a million pounds. Wow. Yeah. No. So it's not enough. It's not enough. And you think about it as well, right? Uh, Lindy was in prison for what six years. Yeah, being a prison, being in prison, and being known as a baby killer—that's yeah. not going to be an easy ride. No, do you know what I mean? As well as the hard labour, as well as yeah. the fact of fuck, I'm in prison yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, because they think I've killed my baby. But yeah, that's fucking insane. So, in 1995, there was a third coroner's inquest, right? But this returned an open verdict in Azaria's cause of death, stating that there was insufficient evidence on both sides. Right. So this coroner basically said, there's not enough evidence to say that she was murdered by Lindy. There's not enough evidence to say she was taken by a dingo. Right. So ever since Lindy and Michael were both acquitted, they've continued to push for a more in-depth investigation into the death of their daughter to prove that she was killed by a dingo. Right, because are there still people out there that think... Yeah. That she wasn't. There are so many people that still think that she was murdered. Right. So in 2012, uh, a new inquest began after new figures of dingo attacks had been collated. Right. And it showed that there have been over 400 attacks on infants and young children by dingoes since Azaria's death. Right. It's kind of like foxes here in the UK. But more, a lot more like fucking yeah. feral yeah, 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 and yeah, wild. Yeah. And not, yeah. yeah, and the fox stuff here in the UK tends to be a little bit overblown. Yeah. But it does happen. Yeah. So the findings of this inquest by, the, by a Northern Territory coroner, Elizabeth Morris, did in fact confirm that Azaria had been killed by a dingo. And now that is Azaria's official cause of death. Right. So they finally got it. Yeah. And that is Jesus. the story of Lindy Chamberlain and a dingo ate my baby. That's literally fucking wild. Isn't it though? I can't even imagine this how is, that must it, be. Honestly, like I remember hearing that a dingo ate my baby joke, like when I was yeah. younger and just not really thinking anything of it. Yeah. But then when you really look into it, it's like, well, it's really, fu- at the, it's, it's, it's a really fucking sad story. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really it's kind fucking of like, sad. It's one of those things that's, that's entered like the popular popular speech where you don't even really think about the origins. Like, no. You know, when people say things like drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, or when know, people talk, make jokes about OJ Simpson. Like, yeah. It's like at the end if of the... If the glove don't fit. You must acquit. But at the end of the yeah. day, two people were murdered. And at the end yeah. of the day with the Kool-Aid, lots of people fucking died. Like, 900. 900 people died. Yeah. And again, at the at the end of this, yeah, a dingo, murdered. a dingo ate my baby, lol, ha ha, whatever. No, a woman's nine-week-old baby was snatched, killed and eaten by a wild dog. Awful. She then went to prison for the murder of that dog, of that baby. 
It's just horrendous. It's I can't even up, imagine. Isn't it? It's awful. I actually can't even imagine. I think it's time we take a break. I do as Me well. Too. Me too. I was reading the other day, just to mention Jonestown. I was reading mm. that a lot of the people at Jonestown, because yeah. obviously that was a mur- that was murder, and a lot yeah. of them were like basically forced into. They Coverses, didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to kill themselves. No. Um, that there were quite a lot of people there that died from gunshot wounds. Really? Yeah, I don't. But don't take that as my as as like gospel. I might be wrong. I was reading something, or there's something that I'm yet to read about Jonestown. Do you think that could be because they took the poison and it wasn't working quick enough, or they saw other people how they reacted to the Kool Aid and I like. Think- convolted and was like they were like fuck it i'm gonna kill myself no i think that jim jones um essentially like i i I, i'm not 100 percent convinced that they all knew what they were doing okay um i think that he coerced them to a point where that i don't even think that they knew that that they They were gonna gonna die die. and i think if the gun shooting thing is correct and again please i'll have to caveat i i do you if, need to yeah. do the research on this? Yeah. That that could have potentially been a response to like, oh my God, people are dying. We need to get the fuck out of here. True. Yeah, it could be. Because there's a lot of things about Jonestown. There's this thing that I'm yet to read about Jonestown, about how Jonestown was like connected to like, it's all like CIA connections and things like that. And, and like, because obviously Jonestown is like the fusing together of like communism and religion. And, and there's some people that claim that there was um, like a CIA influence in there. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do that on on a podcast one day. That could be interesting. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, let's take a break. Let's, let's you know, let's, you know, we need I swear some to God, I didn't levity choose after this. that. I didn't choose this one specifically because of this. It was like the first one that I clicked on. Right. The title is Who or What Took My Baby. <gasps> no. Yeah, no, I'm being serious. I, I literally just clicked it and I was like, okay, we'll do that because it's about aliens. That's serendipity. It's weird. That is Very weird. weird. Right, let's do it. So this is from uh, Hilary Porter, 69, from Farnborough in Hampshire. I don't know where that is. I think it's north. Somewhere. Sounds northern. It's so awful. If it's past CM25, I don't fucking know. Unless it's a major city. Yeah, if it's above, oh, if it, if it's anywhere between, awful. if it's anywhere between Manchester and Luton, I don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a big like, there's that whole section. The Midlands, basically. We're we're pretending oh, I know, that. Although I know, I know the Midlands. I know Birmingham, Midlands. unfortunately. Yeah. But... It's a great Korean restaurant in Birmingham. Yeah, but everybody talks like that, aren't they? Yeah, Liverpool's not much better though. No, that's true. I mean, we 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 could be cancelled for just like ripping into northern accents, regional accents. I do want to spend more time up north. Actually, I I was I was thinking about this the other day about you know like li- you know living arrangements or whatever. Mm. So fucking cheap up north. It really is. I Even love like major Manchester. cities. Yeah, Manchester's really cheap. I love Manchester. Well, so. Manchester isn't cheap anymore. Manchester's cheap compared to compared London. to London. Yeah, but yeah. everywhere's cheap compared to London. That's true. That's... Anyway, sorry. Crack on with your story. Okay. About so, Sarah from Huddersfield or whatever it was. Hillary from Farnborough. Yep, I was bang on. Go on then. Fucking hell. So Hillary says that all her life um, she feels like they have been there. Watching, waiting, just like they were the night that they took her child. Okay, hold on, stop. This could either be a story about aliens or a horrible right-wing person talking about non-binary people. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I'll cut that out, yeah? <laughs> oh, no, don't cut that out. That's oh, okay. funny. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, sorry if that, you know, you know what I'm like. I know like, he's like, talking about non-binary person. Yeah, just like they were waiting yeah, to exactly. steal children. Right. Christ almighty. I love that sorry. you were like, no, cut it out. Hold on, okay. Oh, no, be. No offence, I just, you know. So, Hillary says that it was Christmas Eve 1969. Her belly was swollen with a growing baby inside and her heart was swollen with excitement. I hope that her heart wasn't that swollen. That sounds actually vile. Yeah, I've got swollen heart. Don't go on a Peloton, Hillary. Yeah, don't. She said to her husband, Dan, next year it will be a new decade and we'll be new parents. They'd gotten married two years before when she was 21 and at five months pregnant with their first baby, they were off to a party. As she was getting ready, a red dot appeared in her underwear. It got bigger and bigger until it was dripping down her legs. So obviously she calls for Dan and she blacks out. And she says that she came round at home the next day and she felt like she'd missed time. Well, she obviously has. She's passed out. And... Dan and the doctor were beside her. Dan told her that she had lost the baby. And she says she was just too numb to cry. So soon after, she had a checkup and um, she asked the doctor, was it a little girl or a little boy? And the doctor said, no one's told you. We didn't find a pe- we didn't find a fetus. There was a placenta and your womb was enlarged, but there was no baby. So... Obviously, she's like, but I was pregnant. I could feel the baby, like, moving and kicking. Yeah. So back at home, a few days on, Dan Mm. and her struggled to understand what had happened. Right. She says that deep down, though, she knew that they had come for her child. The non-binaries? The non-binaries. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking... It's it's a good joke once, twice, too much. So all her life, she'd had these episodes. She'd black out. She'd wake up hours later. She'd be like covered in bruises. And she says that one day when she was around five years old, she was playing in a field near her house. And suddenly he was there at the far end of the field watching a man's height, but with scaly skin and eyes like black buttons. Was it small? Small lipless mouth. Oh. <laughs> lipless mouth. A small lipless mouth. Good oh Lord. dear, oh dear. And she says suddenly there were more of them. Oh. And they dragged her towards a shining disc. And then she was in a room. And it was all dark. And there were right. consoles flashing figures and uh, sorry, consoles were flashing and figures were moving all around her. So she was at the stock exchange. <laughs> Oh my god, you your jokes are on fire. I am full of the quips today. You really are. Yeah. She said that nobody spoke, but they removed her clothes and okay. then Bang! <gasps> Sorry for headphones users. <laughs> she woke up fully dressed in a field covered in circular bruises. Mm. And she'd been branded on her left leg above the knee. So she says that they'd come for her once or twice a year, sometimes more, that she lived in fear. And she um, was never more so in fear than when she got pregnant two years later. Apparently she had told Dan that they will come for this baby too. Oh, God. And she was certain that they were still watching her. Um, right. And she doesn't 
she says she's got no idea where they'd taken her first child. Maybe they wanted to harvest the poor mites, cells or genes, which is... A which horrible is, way of... Uh, yeah, yeah, the poor mites, cells and genes. Right. I mean... Lovely. We don't, maybe they're maybe they're harvesting adrenochrome. We don't know. Maybe who knows? Yeah, but they did let her keep her second child. So Sally oh, okay. was born in 1972, right? Um, and she was 11 weeks premature, but she survived. Oh come on, Sally! Um, but 11 years like later, sadly, um, Dan, uh, Dan and Hillary uh, split up. Oh. Um, but the visitors kept coming. And sometimes they'd appear in her bedroom. Other times she'd black out and wake up hours later covered in those strange bruises. Um, but she didn't tell anyone because she was like, nobody's going to believe me. Rightfully um, so. Yeah. <laughs> so years later, um, she says that she'd lost count of the amount of times that they came. And she always thought about the baby that she'd lost and prayed the aliens had taken the little thing to their planet and that her child was happy. By then, she'd started seeing the aliens craft too. She says it was shining lights moving through the sky. Oh, sorry, I genuinely thought you meant like crafting. No. <laughs> she'd started to see the aliens craft. Doing a little <laughs> bit of needlework. A bit yes. of needlework, yeah. you know. Yeah, yes, sorry. Exactly. Um, she says she always knew where to look for them and when because they told her telepathically. Right. But then she decided that she needed to talk to somebody. So. She spoke to a ufologist that she knew. Was it Demi Lovato? No, it wasn't Demi Lovato. Oh. Um, and this is how she met Ken. So Ken ran Beams Investigations, which is an organisation that collects and analyses info about UFOs and alien encounters sent in by the public. That's like your dream job. <laughs> I don't know, mate. These these people are full of fucking woo. It's like oh, really? my whole my whole thing with aliens, right? Yeah. You know, I used to be a bit of a believer. Yeah. I used to be a bit like you used know, to be a lot of things. I've been to Area Fifty One twice. Yeah. I'm into all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now I'm leaning more towards um, the uh, theory that the like UFO phenom phenomena is like a um, government sponsored psyop. Um, so that they can drum up, uh, they can either support, they can, I can't even talk, they can either drum up support for more military budget. Right. By telling people that there's a threat, which mm -hmm. is kind of what they're doing now. Yeah. Or they can hide behind this idea of aliens. So like they can hide everything they're actually doing, like all these covert ops and stuff yeah. like that, and like technology, yeah. um, by being like, oh, it's just little green men. Yeah. It's just, mm -hmm. you know... So all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so Ken told her that it sounds like an alien abduction. And he said that her bruises were called scoops and explained that aliens usually abduct someone many times over their lifetime. Right. And he said, I think they take women to harvest their eggs. Oh. <laughs> Ken was so kind. I opened up about the baby that I'd lost, is what she said. Yeah. And uh, he was the first person that she had told in years. Mm. And he obviously was very empathetic. And before long, they got together. Oh. And in 2000, they moved in together. Now, right. Ken's never been abducted, but he's good at recording UFOs on film. And she now helps him run Beam's investigation, where they spend most nights searching the skies with the telescopes and cameras that they have. 
and they see three or four a month, but it varies. And every day, people send them photographs and footage of alien craft, and they also offer a support service to other abductees. Because apparently, there are more of us out there than you'd think. Men, women, all ages. Mm-hmm. We're a community. We understand each other. And we know what it's like to live your life under the constant watchful eye of our visitors from space. This week on X-Files. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, we, we can conclude that that is a terribly terribly grieving woman who lost a child yes and it's and, really it's really really sad and it's really sad and she's made up this story to kind of i, I wouldn't guess, e- i don't even i wouldn't even go as far as to say that she's made it up I maybe she, she believes, believes it yeah it. And, oh, and it's so. or maybe it's true i would say that it's not i i would i you know call me whatever you want to call me i a would cunt? say <laughs> i would say um i'd feel comfortable saying that Aliens are not coming down to abduct women to harvest their eggs. No, well, I'm not going to lie. Did you not see that go on TikTok? No. Recently, that was no. like, that was like, oh, what was she posting? She said something like, she said something like, oh, what she say? Like when they don't believe you that you've had three eggs taken by the ex-person people that have come down and abducted you. No, I haven't seen that. Like there is, this is a, this is a real mental illness that people have well i'm not gonna lie i've just watched the first episode of american horror story the second half of the latest season and there are some pregnant people from aliens in it yeah because it's all part of the thing when did ufos come around area 51 like after the crash and all that stuff all to do with the cold war Mm. Nine, it's like the 1940s, 1950s. Yeah. Nuclear, the 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 birth of like nuclear weapons. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. It, it, the backdrop of all this stuff is like super important to to remember. They then they didn't fucking come from like there weren't people in the 18th century being like, well there were a few people, um, but the, but the whole the old popularized idea of like UFOs and stuff is mm. very much like a modern creation. So it makes you wonder. I blame Eisenhower. Is that the guy who was president? I, I well, it just, just you know, it's not even, it's not even president. It's, it's CIA, mate. Anyone it's who's J, listening, J. Edgar Hoover. Anyone who's listening, J. Edgar Hoover. He was the head of the FBI, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm talking FBI, not CIA. Oh, who's so, the head you're talking of the about CIA? FBI, CIA, CIA was Dulles. James. Dulles. James Bond. James. <laughs> That's MI6 in it, aren't it? Yeah, know. no, mate. You're I actually, this up. I actually watched uh, No Time to Die the other day. That's not what we're talking about. I thought it was quite good. That's I was going to tell any, everybody that's watching, watching, listening, uh, Google Paul Benowitz, perfect example of how um, uh, US government basically spreads disinformation through like the UFO myth. Okay, right. He ended up killing himself. Oh, lovely. Um, Or was he taken to the mothership? Who knows? Absolutely Um, not. I have a question. Go on. I guess it kind of relates. I keep randomly smelling garlic in my bedroom. Do you think that's an alien? Or do you think I've dropped a bit of garlic bread behind my bed? I I love how I'm always on it being like, yeah, Martin, it's like, and now let's talk, let's talk like deep politics. Let's go like, let's talk about the fucking, let's talk about like, you know, CIA sponsored psyops. And you're like, I dropped a bit of garlic. No, I I didn't say I did. I said, do you think I may have? Which is very well within my remit. I probably have. 
But I'm just worried. I'm just worried that why I keep smelling garlic. But are you sure that it's garlic you're smelling? What else could it be? Heart attack. Oh my God, fuck you. Don't do that to me. (laughs) Heart attacks are known to smell like garlic. No, they're not. Are you for real? No, it's toast. No, that's a stroke. Oh, right. Um, I'm Googling, why can I smell garlic? Yeah, but I can smell weird things when I focus on it. Mm. True. It's not fucking heart attack. I was joking. Phantosmia. Phantosmia, and as the name suggests, is a term for olfactory. Um, That's what, what people that? who. Oh, guys, sorry if you can hear that in the background. That's my uh, doorbell. It's, it plays We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. I'm feeling festive. What can I say? I'm sure, you are. Well, anyway, my mum is feeling festive because she's the one that put... Look at me pretending like I I live on my own. It was my mum's doorbell. I'm not going to answer it. It's probably her trying to get in. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode. (laughs) Why did you leave that space? Because I thought you were going to say something. (laughs) But I thought you were going to carry on. We are so unprofessional in this, aren't we? We really are. I will. I thought you were going to carry on. Because you bungled it a bit at the beginning. You were like... uh, Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. I think I've been thrown off by the doorbell going. Um, Yeah, I think you have. I'll answer it. It's probably some kind of delivery or some sort. I don't know. Anyway. So do I. Um, So next week is... um, We're doing something a bit different. We are. Next week is our last podcast of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, We're doing like a... Christmas themed kind of chitty chatty. Yeah, we're gonna do like end of year wrap up. We're gonna be uh-huh. talking about you know things that you know things that have happened. Yeah, wild this things year. that wild things that have happened throughout the year. Sorry, Some... my dog's barking now. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Sorry, I will get through this, guys. I apologize. My dogs are barking as well. Don't worry. Long. Um. <laughs> We're gonna uh, do some like get some spooky Christmas traditions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Then we're done for the year, and then we're gonna be back. I mean, we're we're on like standby for Ghislaine Maxwell yeah, verdict. Yeah. So there may um, be like a surprise episode that we yeah. just drop. Yeah. Um, Emily is like so prepared for like the Ghislaine Maxwell episode. I, I say hopefully. So obviously, if anything happens over the Christmas, but they're saying it might last longer. But if anything happens, they we'll... thought that yeah, they thought that it wasn't going to be finished by Christmas. But now mm. that the 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 defence are calling thirty five witnesses, they think maybe yeah. it might take a little might bit take a longer. Bit longer. <laughs> yeah. So we so next week 21st of december will be our last one for the year special christmas fun one i just smell garlic again it could be my breath you know anyway on that note we'll see you guys next week bye